Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic and our continuing series on EOS in general, implementing operating systems, how to decide, use these in deciding and measuring your business and your marketing, how to make decisions. And I've got an expert today, uh, Jim Hamlin. We're going to talk about you know, how to use this, how to work in groups, how to use software to measure everything. But before we get started, this is, of course, brought to you by storycruise.com. You know, if you're looking for to market your business, video is the number one way. And if you're really looking to find the number one video, it is your client stories. Video case stories will transform your business. If you need them collected remotely or in person, just go to storycruise.com slash case stories. We have tons of information, including our case story tackle box. All right, Jim Haviland from Impact Architects. Nice to have you on. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. Jim's coming all the way from lovely Cleveland, Ohio. It's so Jim, lovely today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it has some lovely days, I know. That's I've been tough. there for those. <laughs> so Jim, you have Impact Architects yeah. and you have 90.io software. We're going to get into that, how you use groups to amplify business. But yeah. I just want to get a little bit about your story because, I mean, you've been involved in how many businesses? <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's, tough to, it's tough to measure. I'll, I'll give you the story. So I'm actually the, the, a sixth-generation entrepreneur in my family. We've been, it's, wow. it's long back if we were calling it that. And before then, it, we, we were farmers anyway. So it, it, we've always been entrepreneurs. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go get a job. So I went to engineering school. But sure enough, like junior year, money's a little tight. What do I do? I start a software company. So since then... It's been easily a dozen, probably 13 now businesses where I've been a founder or on the, on the founding leadership team of the business. And then a whole bunch of other companies that, we, that I've helped out. I had all these consultants, some were consulting companies for new business or startups. And because um, I always had this deep passion for how powerful entrepreneurship is for helping people realize their dreams and, you know, impacting communities, you know. And there's some great stories in there. I mean, a buddy and I took uh, one thing from three PowerPoint slides to about 1,500 people globally. You just got to make sure you've got, you, you have your out strategy figured out so you don't come away with it, just a story and you've actually got some cash at the end. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's a story. And then uh, there was a SaaS company that I, that I had to, I built up from two people to 15 and then back down to zero all within about 18 months back in 2008. So that was, and it was great. We found our market. We were, we're on fire. And then all of a sudden the market changes. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that um, happens. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, but through all of that, the thing it's, for me is like, entrepreneurship is powerful, but it also can be so unhealthy. So many people that I know that have a, had, had a great business idea, but because it just, the, they didn't have the right information, you know, they, they went and they went it all wrong and, or they, so they, so they, they failed or just, it crushed their lives, you know, like it crushed their marriages. How many marriages get, get destroyed by entrepreneurship? So for me, it's it, like my quest has always been to build a great company, but also do it in a very healthy way and help other people do the same 
same thing. You know, like go, go chase your idea, be passionate about what you do, but do it in a way that's healthy for you personally, physically, emotionally, for the community, for your family. That, that's, that's my thing. That's why I, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it's so important too, because I, and I, I don't go on too far of a tangent, but I feel entrepreneur, the idea of entrepreneurship has gotten to this point where it's all about how much money you can make as fast as possible. And that's yeah. all everyone talks about. And I think that's dangerous to say the least. Absolutely. And anybody that's blown up a couple of toes doing that knows it's like, hey, the thing is, let's build something that's, you can have a great time. The companies I'm working with right now, it is so fun because they're doing well, but they're not just like clawing at everything that they can find. They're really, really focused and it's repeatable and it's sustainable. They can predict the outcomes in, in a really positive way and, and then go do things that make life rich. So it's achievable, man. It's, it's, a, it's a doable thing. And so that's that's my my gospel is healthy entrepreneurship is attainable by all of us. I, I love that. And how would you define healthy entrepreneurship? Often we think about health, you know, our, our physical health in, in terms of lack of disease. So that's certainly part of it, right? So if you're sick, you know you're not healthy. But there's also this notion of being not just you know, we talk about healthcare. Most of our healthcare is health repair because it's just like, oh, you're, you're mm-hmm. sick now. I'm going to do something for you, as opposed to helping you achieve your best self. And that's and that's really getting better and better toward, towards being your best self is really what we're talking about. Healthy, so I can build a business and know my right place in it, and have healthy interactions with the people around me, and and find the people that are going to succeed in that business. You know, one of the things that my coaching clients often I often have to take them through is the reality that we talk about in EOS of right people, right seats. Right? Mm-hmm. Anyone you want to bring into the business, you want to hire slow, fire fast, hire slow because you want to make sure they're a great fit for the business. They fit the business like a glove, right? They're the right people. They fit your core values. They really exemplify them and they fit the seat you've designed for them. They, they really GWC that role. They get it. They want it. They have the capacity to go do it because you want them to be successful because if they feel like they're successful, they're in that flow mode where it's challenging, but not hard, then they're going to do amazing work for you. They're going to be grateful. They're going to get put more into it than, than they get out of it. You know, it isn't about paying them to go do more. They're going to love what they do. And then if you have a whole company that way, Holy macro, man. I've seen what it looks like. Amazing things happen. It's, it's a rocket ship to the moon. If you're trying to, if you're, if you're short-sighted about the health of your team, the health of your employees, the health of, of everybody around you, you're going to burn yourself out. When I talk about people that want to start up a business, I always say, you know, keep, be mindful of the fact that you're always burning your infrastructure when you start out. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you know, the computer that you borrow, you know, that you borrowed from something you did before, it's dying. You know, the, the room you're in, the, you know, you're, you're borrowing from all these places. And even as the business grows, you get to 200, 400 people, you're still borrowing people's lives to some extent. And if you don't set up a system where it gives back, it's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to be sustainable. It's not just the things you can measure. It's not just the finances that you're burning. You're burning people's excitement and willingness to achieve and their engagement. There's so much that we burn if we don't take care of it. It isn't just about the things you can see, the things you cannot see. And being more mindful of that will keep you from making the decisions you don't want to, that you shouldn't make the bad decisions you do want to stay, you want to stay away from. I, I, I agree completely on that. And, you know, and there's so many people that are, are just like, do everything as much as possible and get as much as possible. And, and, you know, and are all over the place. And I talk to those people all the time in the marketing and I'm like, you can't do this. You got to get focused. And I'm like, but I want to do all this stuff. And to yeah. your point, they're going to burn out. Well, you're going through all your resources, right? I mean, marketing is a great example. We we talk, we try to coach people like tiny, tiny market segments, like which you're going to get only so much money. Go win this little nugget, this little postage stamp. Go be reliably able to win that. That's how, and then add another postage stamp. 
that's what getting to the flywheel works like looks like that's what the whole jim collins concept of the flywheel was like adding a bunch of small good decisions not about peppering the world with spam or yeah. bad words figure out something that's really going to work where you can really make a difference and it'll pay back it'll pay back handsome. yeah and i love that analogy because i love the flywheel analogy from good to great and you know what actually one of our t-shirts was good as the enemy of great and but to that point people don't realize that you know if you're trying to make a big market that's a big flywheel that you're you're trying to push but if it's if you can start with that smaller flywheel it's a lot easier to add on isn't it but that's just it and you, and you get good at creating those next best things. You know, that's um, like one of the things we're working on right now is this thing called the revenue blueprint. And it's all about that. It's about helping companies that are small that don't have a lot of maturity in sales and marketing get to the place where they can make tiny, small investments in things that will work. And this is how you do it. You have to develop that muscle of making small, good decisions that add up over time, that add up over time, as opposed to one giant push at it where you're just going to blow it. And now you've got a horrible experience. You've lost all that money. And now you're like, oh, that doesn't work. It's like, well, it works for somebody and it works in small quantities, tiny bites. How do you, how do you eat the elephant? Right. Yeah. Uh, and you definitely don't swallow it. <laughs> don't swallow so, your elephant. Yeah. I'll try not to. Yeah. So uh, one bite at a time. So when you're doing this, especially inside the EOS structure yeah. or like even in any type, any type of business structure where you're on a quarterly basis and you have rocks, I mean, most of the structures out there, that's the best way to do it, right? Is rocks yeah. and you have their big goals and your three-year goals or your 10-year goals like Gino talks about. But how do you make sure that you're choosing the best marketing? And then, you know, because the, the other aspect of it is we're just coming out of 2020 when everything had to shift really quickly. How yeah. do you choose the best marketing while and stay focused while staying adaptable? Never pretend that you know something you don't, right? So uh, we teach a lot in, in our practice at Impact Architects, this notion of a testable theory, recognizing when you have a testable theory. So there's things you know and things that you're, hey, I'm going to make a, I have to make a decision because I have to move forward. And I'm hoping it looks like this, but I'm going to measure it and test it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, the other thing we say is 10 is a trend. So I'm going to try some things. If I can get it to work 10 times and I know I'm onto something, if three isn't enough, I got to make sure I'm, I'm really, I'm really making good decisions. And part of one of the things that EOS teaches that I don't necessarily believe is this notion of the, the answers in the room. There is an answer in the room. You should get to, you know, the people that you've got, let's come up with a shared understanding of what we're trying to do and what we all believe can work but ultimately also know when you don't know enough right mm -hmm. and that you know part of what we've been doing with impact architects is making sure we're finding ways to help our eos clients layer on the kinds of other things that they need in a very intelligent way like it's like, like marketing quite often small companies you know you're, you're sub 50 people you don't have a great marketing understanding your, your marketing muscles in the company aren't there yet right you have an opinion but you don't have the muscles that you maybe don't have the right people you got people that do some stuff ability to go out and, and, and accomplish new things and layer on those next new things you know make a, a, a an intelligent guess about what the next new thing should be and then try it and and then oh that make adjustments that whole process you need someone probably a little mature so no Knowing how to get out into the market and find people in the marketing or sales world that can help you with that. And then make sure those people are engaged so they can engage in a way that aligns with your EOS world, right? That understands when I say, well, here's my rock for the quarter and here are my milestones and here are the, here are what I think my measurables are and be able to say, oh, I totally get that. Now I'm completely on the same page with you right now. And here's how I would approach that and maybe adjust some of these milestones or these measurables because this is what we can actually go do. And now I can deliver services back to you that fit in with your, here's the processes we're going to put in place. Here's what the C 
seat you're missing looks like, so on and so on. So it's like finding that way of working with other people so that you can bring the right understanding into the business. Because things, you know, we, we all had a wake-up call in, in, in 2020, right? We all mm-hmm. had, the, had the big pause and suddenly we had to reass- reassess what we were doing. The thing I did in March last year, I called all my clients and I said, listen, I beg you right now, don't treat this like a temporary problem. Treat this like a new context you have to go figure out how to be successful in. That's great. And if things go back, whatever that might mean, then you already know how to be successful there. But let's learn how to be successful in this context because that forces you to think about well, what's what's different, what's the realities I'm facing mm-hmm. right now. And we also changed the cadence. So we weren't talking about 90-day rocks anymore. We're talking about monthly rocks. We can't see that far out. Too foggy. Yeah. Acknowledge that. I don't, you know, it, it's a Stockdale principle I, I, uh, or paradox. I just know I don't know that much. I can, I'm going to have to assume this much, make some steps, come up again, look around again. Are we okay? And then, yeah. and sure enough, Enough, man, we, we made a lot of changes. We're, we not even with 30 day rocks, we ended up going like, okay, it's two weeks in, that rock is no longer important. <laughs> that rock <laughs> is not gonna happen. Let's let's figure out what part of that is important and go work on that. And then we'll we'll reassess again in, in another 14 days. Yeah, because everyone everyone had to was with 52 pickup all of a sudden. Yeah. Because I had clients, we had clients in our in our practice, we had some that struggled, had to really pull full stop, and some that suddenly exploded. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have one client who sells accessories for people that that ride horses suddenly people had a lot of time to ride horses <laughs> <laughs> and they're still they have still have to sh- ship things out even though most of the businesses are in lockdown and they can't get materials anymore so it's like suddenly it's like okay entirely different business context good but still hard all new problems right all new problems. that you couldn't have predicted that's right that's and right I, but i love the concept of what you all did it's like hey let's look at this as the new reality and not sit and wait and go back and i think so many people either you know pulled back and you're like i'm gonna sit and wait to go it happens yeah. or now i'm gonna wait for it to go back to the way it was and right. you know and then you become blockbuster video right well i, I gotta <laughs> give a shout out to simon Sinek on that too because I, I like early on he had a he produced a video about about that that i referenced you know, so it's not just me saying this now. It's Simon Sinek saying it. So we, we you know, I start with why. I start with why guy. Oh, okay, good. Him, I trust because I heard him. And uh, he was talking about just playing that infinite game and how if you were 150 years old, you might say, oh. A pandemic. I remember the last pandemic. These are the kinds of things that happen. So I now I know not to be freaked out about it. It's just one of those things you have to deal with. So and we, yep. we talk, if you if you're a person of a certain age, like I am, you've been through a couple of recessions. So you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. recessions, they're bad. You adjust, they get they come to an end, something picks back up again, and you and you keep going. So you don't freak out about it. You just know, know you've got to make some adjustments and you've got, you know, in and how to make those adjustments is is an important part of running a sustainable, healthy business. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is. It's so important. And I want to get into the groups because I think having that peer, um, you know, that peer network is probably one of the most crucial things throughout that. But to that point, I want to say to people, you know, if you're listening to this, expect the unexpected, expect the black swan. I mean, when that happened, I was like, here we go. Here's all the opportunity because everything got shifted and you're like, okay, where's the opportunity? Instead of going, oh, let me hide. It's It should be, where can I find opportunity? Because nothing's good. I mean, there's there weren't, I mean, besides COVID, 
Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else was going to kill us. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and I think it's, you know, and, and doing it with, you know, the, you know, there's plenty of companies I saw shift. Like I got a couple of restaurants in my portfolio. They shifted to, to you know, to, to really being good at, at delivery and, mm-hmm. and, up and new ways of bundling the stuff. So it made more sense. I got, I had some manufacturers that went to making, making masks or sanitizer, you know, because suddenly we need all that stuff like crazy. And we will continue to have opportunities like that. And just if you're open, the thing that, would, is, that changed, I think, was different about this one there's so many of those other things that changed in the market is that it was happening to everybody so hard and heavy that nobody got to pretend it was just the same right mm-hmm. and that what a gift that is to really think about oh you know what i am pretty resilient i am pretty flexible i can do different things you know based on the context around me i don't have to stay in this thing because that is quite often you know people that come to eos that, that, that implement eos they want more they're the ones that aren't going to go with the status quo but there's so many companies that could benefit from it but they're kind of stuck in that yeah but here's the preconceived notion that i have about things i can't change and uh mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of the great things about eos is like well no you don't get to keep that sorry yeah. <laughs> that no, system I, doesn't really support you or me so that's Let's let that one go. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole concept of good is the enemy of great. So many people don't get that. It's like if you get stuck in that status quo, that's when you're you're gonna die. Uh, your business is gonna fall apart eventually. It's uh, one of the the the, the bedrock um, elements of EOS, and it comes from this paper by Greiner that was published back in the '60s, actually first. This notion of evolution and revolution that whatever worked for you yesterday is likely not going to work tomorrow. Yep. Right. So you got to be vigilant, like checking in all these things. Why we do like like the scorecard while we're looking at the scorecard, it's like, let's look for that time when the things we're doing before no longer work. And that could be the structure of the business. That could be the process. That could be you know anything that you suddenly have to go, huh? All right. Well, let's think about doing that a different way. My name is Gino Wickman. I decided that I want to start to put great video content out to the world. And so the goal was one great video every week. And, and so I was introduced to Ion and, and that's what brought me into this video world and got me embracing this video world and having a great strategy around putting videos out to the world. Cause there's so much more than just shooting a video. And so the way that he positions those videos, optimizes those videos, done a great job you know this segues perfectly into talking about peers and you you you, i mean you're doing a lot around that tell us how you're doing it and how you manage it and what the advantages of it are a lot of questions there yeah so um here here's the thing so i mean i and let's take a step back and i'll I'll just if you don't mind i'll share yeah i i I got working i've been working on here you're seeing my small business coaching 2021 yeah yeah and if you're if you're listening to the podcast is always you go to cruisetube.com that'll lead you to our youtube channel you'll be able to find this video on youtube all right jim all right the notion here is there's a it's a it's a great time it's an important time in this in the kind of the arc of history about being smarter at business you know we go back you know, to, to the, the days, 1950s or whatnot, where uh, Drucker, Peter Drucker was writing books for big companies about how to be better at, at running a, having an operating system for your business. And then about 25 years ago, you started getting a bunch of folks develop, writing books and coming up with systems for smaller businesses. So you've got, um, you got Scale Up, you know, the, the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. You've got Traction by uh, Bettina Wickman. You've got E-Myth. There's, a, there's a dozens of them out there. Uh, where people said, hey, here's a system to go avoid some of the problems, just follow this process and get, move along. But 
they were all basically one size fits no one or one size fits all, which really means they don't really completely fit anybody. And you had to modulate your way through it. And the systems themselves were supposed to be pretty self-contained, so completely holistic. And the thing that we see that's really changing um, right now, specifically, partly because of the, the, the pandemic, but also because of the growth of SaaS companies in general, giving us a new way of thinking about business. We've, we see this kind of a bifurcation of all of these two decade old approaches falling off into two different worlds. We've got these niche systems, like you know things that are based on one of, the, one of those older operating systems that are now highly focused on a very specific part of the market. And we have modularity, this notion that, hey, if you're gonna go build a SaaS company right now, you're probably gonna write some code, but you're gonna put together a dozen or so other si- SaaS companies that support your parts of your business. You can have one for your payment gateway and one to keep track of your customer service and one to one to help with your, if you've got an affiliate program or whatever you're doing, if you've got a, a, a shopping cart, you're not going to write a new one. You're going to go buy one from somebody else. And that's going to be how you build your business. And, and you where the desire to have operating systems that have the same kind of modularity are all about trying to get to better fit and adoption. You know, making it easy for people to say, I can see myself in that and I can get everybody to come on board and use the things we've already figured out. So in the niche niche systems, and this, this it does get back to exactly your question, we see, we've already seen operating systems come out over the last year and or ones that we know are coming out in the next couple of months here for small law firms, restaurants, dental offices, IT services. These are just the ones I know that are based on EOS. The EOS was the, ba- was the, was the or, or traction you really the, the content of traction as a starting mark. Like, okay, we've got these six key components of the business. Is that really the right number of components for this for, for a business that's an IT services company? And we got rocks. Yeah, that works. It still works for everybody. So, and what they're doing is they're t- using three kind of pillars to modify them. Modifications. So what are we doing to, to modify that original system to better fit with what we're doing? Templates, foregone conclusions. We don't have to start from scratch. We know we have to include these things in whatever we're doing. And then some extensions. And this is part of where other folks come in. In is finding people that can plug into an system like EOS or like scaling up that fulfills some of those extensions, some can fill some of those other things we need. So if you're a medical services company, chances are there's things you need that are baked into your operating system because you have to comply with certain types of rules and regulations. And who can help you do that? As opposed, you know, not just the operating system, but you also need some guidance on that. You need to have some people involved. Other direction. So that's the niche part, the modular part, this notion that EOS business made sense all those guys, they aren't really holistic for all companies. They do a pretty good job. There's, there's one-on-one based tools, right? they like starter tools for all the parts of the business. They can do a pretty good job for a long time, but my clients get past that stuff on a regular basis and they, or they feel the gaps on a regular basis. So part of what we're doing for our clients anyway is helping them find other service providers that fill in those places. So we've had marketing companies, sales companies, talent management, scenario, scenario planning, compensation planning. So these are a, a short list of some of the types of businesses that we have that have services that help small businesses. We want to plug them into what we're helping our clients with. But then we've had to, what we found is it's so much better if we can teach those other businesses about dealing with EOS, either teach them to run an EOS, hopefully, or at least be able to consume, deliver, and have clients in EOS and speak that language and deliver that way. So that means you got to understand the system. So you want to be able to build from the current rituals and artifacts that are part of their system, whatever it might be, then participate in it. You know, in EOS, that would mean, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to deliver rocks. I've got to do's I can take. I can, I can take care of milestones or, and even better, deliver things back into that process. 
process. So I, my, my deliverables are actually look like an EOS process. They look like EOS measurables. They look like a fractional seat you've got to go fill. And that's what we've been, we found amazing. And marketing is one of the ones where we started because it's one of those play, things that are always weak for people. The other one's sales. You know, finding new talent has been a huge problem during the pandemic as, you know, everyone's kind of shifting around quite a bit. You know, people say they're unemployed, you know, a lot of unemployed people, but still, do they have the right skills for this next world that we're in? <laughs> And so quite often not, if they're, if their services were all about being, being there and being in person, then uh, I need people that aren't that way. So that's, that's, so that's what we're talking about mostly with people is bringing people into this notion of, Hey, how can I mo- take your services and make them, mo- make them a module that runs on top of somebody's operating system. They're yep. going to be able, it's going to be easier to consume. It's going to be easier for them to decide to say yes they're going to understand it better. And it shortens that sales cycle and the decide cycle so much. So everybody works better together and you come out with something you really understand, right? How many times has someone, have you heard from someone saying, oh, I, I hired this marketing company, but I didn't really understand what they delivered. <laughs> right? You know, hey, they seemed cool. I was so impressed with all their stuff, but now, now what? Now what? <laughs> and it's yeah. this notion of coaching too, because you leave something behind that is sustainable, that's, re, that's repurposable, that is, is actually part of the company. So you're, you're actually teaching to fish. And what we find is there's always a next layer to go up to. So it isn't like you're losing a customer then. The customer just knows how to consume more. And they mm-hmm. and they were they can more easily go, oh, let's just add this other thing. So you know the company design pickle, you know, it replaced a lot of just you know bespoke design companies that were out there because they can just turn stuff over very quickly. They've gotten very good at that. And they've gotten very good of, of plugging themselves into how their how their client companies work. Like this is, you know, you send this work over, looks like this. We've got people that understand your work, understand your your, your standards, and they know how to how to how to work against it. So it took both interaction with the customer, but also interaction with how their workers work so that it all it all plugs in easier together as opposed to trying to figure out every time. Because in a small business, you don't have time for that. Yep. yep. You don't have time to understand how to how, how to consume that. No, nope. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So, so I want to show you a little bit deeper with this because I think people that are interested in in small business marketing, in particular, are going to appreciate this. So, one of the things we did, one of the approaches of this we created, was something called the Revenue Blueprint. It was an adaptation of something I'd done for others for for small businesses in general. But the general notion is we take all of the the assets of of a business. We did we they're the things that are on their BTO, some of their operations guides, their scorecard, their SWAT. And we take those as inputs for the various tools that are part of the revenue blueprint. And from that we return revenue processes, identify RPRS issues, right? People write seed issues. We help them redefine their re- revenue measurables because quite often if you're not good at that, you've got the wrong things you're measuring. And then help that help them create rocks and to-dos. It includes things like a rock menu that other providers can just step in and say, yeah, I can do that rock for you. Like things like just activating your VTO, right? There's there's assets you've got to create from your VTO. You got to come up with a great looking proven process. People often do it first with their, you know, with PowerPoint, yuck, right? <laughs> and, like, and no one uses it because what? Because it looks like crap. So what you have to do is find someone who can do a great job of making your proven process look amazing. And having someone that knows what a proven process is helps. <laughs> <laughs> and can help enhance it, not just like just like oh do this okay I can go lay it out in, in 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 Illustrator and come back with something, but actually go well you know what here's some things I can help I can help you with this because I understand what it's supposed to do I understand what the output's supposed to be which isn't just delivering you back a document it's helping you get to the place where everyone's using every day because that's when it has power love it yeah and you know it's interesting you're talking about the proven process too because I mean I think it, it's for us it's become one of the bigger marketing tools with our clients is making process videos because all of our businesses become so complex 
and people, and I mean, even if you're an attorney, every attorney has different process and people need to know what's going to happen. And we assume doctors think that we all know their process. Am I going to go in the waiting room? Who am I going to see? And now with COVID and, and having that and making that very visible, you know, it's, I love what it does for EOS because it makes us all speak the same language, but from a marketing standpoint, it's so, so powerful. So powerful. It, it's been interesting to see how people see the value of it, like especially the marketers, they see the value of it, but then it's still a bit of a conversion for them to start realizing, okay, I got to simplify all those things we teach in the US. I got to simplify and, and strategize and, 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 process, and process everything that I normally do so it's easily understandable by by customers. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the bar for simplicity and 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 uh, understandability is really high with EOS. It's the it's really its greatest power is how simple it is. How your least sophisticated uh, team members can really understand what's going on. I, I, it's it's been fun to, to watch marketers kind of go like, okay, you're right, it's not simple enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. Or or yeah. it's or it's not understandable. I mean, it's so simple, but now it means nothing. Yeah, and we find, I mean, the key, the, the key thing is to put it in the context of what that person's going to feel your right. process. It's not, it's not the technicals of what you do. It's what they're going to see and feel. Right. That's exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, and that's why we like, like go to the guarantee as part of the EOS marketing strategy is this notion that just turn it around and like, so can I really focus on what is going to keep you from moving forward and just, mm-hmm. and make that go away? Can I make that concern go away? And that's the great thing about EOS and, and the BTO. The bad part is it's so, there's so many things about it that are too simple, maybe. Like, like let's say you're, you're, th- you're three uniques. It's great to have three uniques. It's like to have, have everyone leadership team agree what the three uniques for your business are. Fan, great first start. We're going to start to unify our approach to talking about things. Great first, great start because up until now, everyone had their own different idea of what the, what the, how to describe the elephant. Now we're all going to describe the elephant with the same three things. Brilliant. The problem is these aren't necessarily the uniques that got your customers to buy from you. Mm-hmm. So, so one of our, one of our partners is a company that uh, is really good at customer research. So outside of you talking to them, we're going to call them, we're going to talk to them and we're going to go, we're going to validate your three uniques. And when we find in, in validation, we're going to look for other things and come back with that information. So the, the fact of the matter is the answer wasn't in the room. There was an answer in the room and that's better than having no answer whatsoever. But the right answer, the one that keeps getting better and better involves having someone on the outside that understands what three uniques are that understands how to go test those three uniques and then be able to deliver something back. And by knowing and understanding that whole process ahead of time, the startup of that project is really short and the delivery is, is inexpensive and they can do it again and again and again for you. Mm. And I, and I've found it to be super powerful almost right away, even though we don't feel like we've really got it like firing on all pistons yet, because like it's still educating both sides of the equation. Yep. You know, we got it. The clients want this. Our, our customers want this. They want someone that can they can buy from that speaks EOS, that speaks the for them. They don't they don't say, do they speak EOS? They, do they speak our language? Right. Because yep. my, my clients always get confused with whose language it is, but the, it's better for them to take ownership of it. It's like, hey, we've got a very specific way of talking about things and doing things here. It's like, well, it happens to be EOS, but that's fine. 
<laughs> as long as they're like, oh my God, they really understand us. What a great way to come out of a, of a pitch meeting for a marketer or a salesperson to come out of it. Hey, that guy really understood me. You know, that, what a great thing to be able to hear. Because yep. now you don't have to worry about trust. You just have to worry about the particulars of how you're going to work together. And if you show them a, pr- a proven process, they already know how to consume that. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, this has been fantastic. And tell me a little bit about the groups that you, you, you put together. How, how do you do that? And, you know, how, how are that, is that supporting each other? Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, so Impact Architects is our, is our firm. We're, we're mostly implementing EOS, but we've now taken on some more systems. We are doing the revenue blueprint for our clients as well. And then we formed with some other, other folks, a group called Revenue Traction Group, and they're doing the, the revenue blueprint as well, but they're also doing very specific parts of it for people. So they're bringing together some process and technology people, but also marketers, you know, designers and whatnot to, to kind of fill in some of those gaps to complete the revenue rocks that we find from from our uh, from the revenue blueprint process. We also have one for talent, the talent attraction group, which is really coming. I got two products right now. They got both one for the for finding new people, but also for putting together a way of thinking about your compensation. You know, like it's a big, you know, big questions out there. Data attraction group is really helping people understand how to source their data and how they how to keep it clean. And then and the fi- and then our, we got a set of financial tools that we've been helping with financial literacy and also then handing off to CFOs. And each of these processes, I and mean, we've got this notion of rocks at the very beginning. So like pre-designed rocks that our customers can consume that people can do for them as part of an inter- introduction. Then we have a set of tools to simplify that, co- that customer getting a little bit more mature. And then eventually the notion of ha- finding fractional people to participate in the organization as appropriate to, to actually start leveling up their own abilities so that eventually the answer is in the room <laughs> or somebody mm-hmm. in the room who's got that kind of uh, level of, of, of competency. And you can get great fractional people in sales and marketing and, and, and finance and, and, and talent. And we teaching those people around to teach EOS has been important. And for us, the, the, the financial model for all of this is just that um, we're, we're, we're charging some folks to get trained up on EOS, you know, like some like mini implementations, I guess, because they're not really target market sometimes. If you're, you know, a five person marketing firm, you're probably not making enough money to afford a real implementation, but we do want you to understand it and use it because you that way you'll be able to be better at functioning. So we, 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 uh, we sell that that kind of service, and then there's a there's a finder's fee, not unlike what happens in uh, in EOS anyway. If uh, if I if I set, take a lead and I say, you know what, I need I know an implementer that would really be perfect for you, and I hand it off. We have a standing arrangement within within the EOS world where uh, I get half the first session day fee, and that's we don't we don't hide that. It's just out there, but it's just way. I'm incented to make sure that you've got the best fit for your organization. It's not just about me making money. I'm going to help you move forward because if I got to drag you in, I got to drag you around and that's not fun for anybody. So yeah. Yeah. Finding exactly. someone you're going to really, really gel with and you're going to be successful together, you know, that's, that's still a win, win any day of the week. Awesome. And so tell us about working with you and Impact Architects. Uh, well, so, you know, we, uh, we are pretty much uh, still running a, a very classic coaching firm. So, we, we do take people through a relatively pure EOS implementation process where we'll have a, a first meeting to make sure there's a reasonably good fit. If not, we're going to find somebody else. Then we work with the leadership team to take them through a 90-minute meeting that helps them understand whether EOS is a good fit for them. Or if it's the marketing part, the sales and marketing part, they want a revenue blueprint, it's a 60-minute meeting. We do exactly the same thing. We're going to take you through your 
everyone that's part that's part of the leadership value the leadership of, of revenue in your organization through 60 minutes of t- of diagnosis like hey what are your real problems here and then what are the what are the tools within the revenue blueprint that can we can use deploy to help you and in that day in that meeting just like we do with the 90 minute meeting we tell them this is exactly how we would move forward at this point and it's just like with night with EOS where there's a session a daily session fee with the revenue blueprint there's half day sessions is, is typically how we build those out so you're just you're just scheduling half days for us to work through tools or figuring out let's go find you the the right fractional people to be part of your organization depending on how we diagnose you in the in the in the 60 minute meeting awesome so we can go to impactarchitects.io to to contact you is there a best place to follow you linkedin yeah i mean linkedin's where where all this stuff really really lands so we're we're putting content up on a regular basis i also work with with 90.io the software that it supports all of this and they've got amazing content as well. So we're, we're, we're constantly uh, supporting that as well. They help people run a company operating system, regardless of whether you're running EOS or something else. Like it's just the insight of knowing how to, how to make these tools and, and to get to better mastery and uh, to continue and truly improve yourself and your company. Fantastic. Well, Mr. Haviland, thank you so much for being on the show, Jim. I appreciate it. I appreciate you letting me express my passion. Yeah. I know it's it's our pleasure. It was a lot of great information, great thing to think through when you're thinking through marketing, thinking through how to handle these situations and EOS in general. I appreciate it. Um, and thanks for being on the show. And thank you all for listening to Jim and I. And this has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Thanks, Ian. Video, you know it'll make you an authority you know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 